his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome in, everybody. Beamaz and Beamer back with you here on WBE. And how's it going this morning, Joe? You know, it's going well, Brian. Uh, I'm in a little pain this morning. But beside Uh-oh. that, uh, what's be- wrong? Well, so trying to get the boo boo bear out. That's what I use for my son. We got it in the freezer. Oh, you should have brought it in. The- yeah, you should have brought it to work. <laughs> so last night, I uh, went to take the dog out for a walk. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's there's places of the snow that are a little too high for him to go and do his business, right? So I thought I would take him at the end of the sidewalk. It kind of goes up. Like there's a now, little. It's a smaller dog to paint the picture yes, for everybody. Yes. How, how big is the dog? Small. Like I mean, 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. Like around, I think it's 20. I think it's 22 pounds. Around that size. Because my dogs have, uh, <laughs> they climb the snow at the top of the, the, you know, two feet of snow in the well, backyard yes. or just piles of, you know. Yeah. Poor Tucker can't dog do that. Dog do. So I, I, I went to, you know, take him to the end of the sidewalk where it's a little darker, right? The, the, the lights of the complex don't go to the end of the sidewalk, but it's easier for him to climb up and uh, do his business. So we go there. He does his business. And as we're walking back, you know, I'm tying the bag, right? Because I'm, I'm going to go throw it out. Because unlike some people who let their dog poop at the front door, and then when the snow melts, it's just sitting there. Wait, at the front door? Your front door is inside. The front door of the complex. Okay, I'm just making sure. No No, one's in a hallway, just right at your front door. That would seem intentional. (laughs) Well, that would. That entrance door, um, you know, someone's dog had been pooping on the snow. Well, now a little bit of that snow has melted, and now you've got turds as you're trying to— Anyway, sorry not to get too graphic. I know people are trying to have their coffee. As I'm walking back with the bag and with the dog— I start slipping, Brian, and I do the dance, right? You know, I'm trying to, I, I think I've kept myself. It was kind of like the time that I was driving my mom's car to Toronto, and I thought I had avoided the slip, and then I ended up in the guardrail. I, I'm doing the dance, doing the dance, and I then just lose balance, but at the worst time where I'm just in the more awkward position. So I'm not only hurting my ankle, I'm hurting my back. And I had not fully tied the bag, so a little bit of dog business got on the end of my finger. Um, but that's the least of my problems this morning in a little pain with the ankle. So the, the message is the PSA to all of our listeners, be careful. It is icy out there. Yeah. Icy. So you slipped on the ice. You were holding a bag of dog poop. What yeah. happened to that? Did you just like throw it out? Like as you're slipping to make sure you didn't fall on it? Well, no, no, no. I didn't have time to think of that. I did let go of the dog because I didn't want to like yank the leash and, and choke the dog. So I let go of mm-hmm. the dog. Threw uh, the dog into a snowbank. 
Well, no, I was holding the leash. Okay. I, I just let go of the leash. And the, the, the dog bed, which I was in, in the process of tying, right? So I, my, my, I had a finger in the bag trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to tie it. Wait, 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 wait. How do you, what bag are you, you have a finger in the bag? Well, how it, do you, it was how a, are you tying a bag? It was in an awkward, it was an awkward what time. Kind of, is this a bag with handles? No, Brian. It's it, just the straight bag? Let's just say my. So you, you tie it like, you know, yeah. you grab it. The, the, your, your hand should never well, go as, inside the bag. Here's the thing. Right? As I'm tying the bag is when I started slipping, right? So I wasn't really in the process yet. And in my little dance, I must have ended up with my pointer finger in the bag. And then a little <laughs> bit of poop got on the, uh, on the pointer finger. So you got poop fingers right now. Just one, and I, I brushed it off in the snow, uh, tied the, you know, but so that was obviously not the, the biggest issue. The biggest issue was it really hurt to walk, thankfully. Nah, that's your biggest issue. I, you, you got a little bruise, whatever. You got poop fingers. Why is your finger in the bag? It was in the, the, the motion of the little dance. I don't know what, I don't know how it ended up there, but... To me, that was the smaller issue. That was so much a small issue when I got back to the apartment. You forgot about it, and you just went right to bed. No, no, I cleaned up. The, I cleaned my finger off in the snow before I, we moved on. As I was, you know, in agony over my ankle, which to me is the most important part of this story. My ankle. Uh, I got back to the apartment, hadn't even mentioned to my wife that there might be a little poop on my finger because my ankle. I. I I my, don't know. I don't know where this is going, Joe. You might want to stop right there. My ankle is in pain, and I have my, my knees are a little scuffed up this morning. You know, walking boot. Should I have brought that in? I don't. I don't know. I really Crutches. thought. I really thought the pain would go away in the four hours of being at work. I'm actually surprised how much pain is still in. All right. <laughs> I feel bad for you. I don't know why your finger was in the bag. I, the, I just, don't either. It never happens. I can't. That never happens. You're you're in you're in that little dance. Where you're trying to hold your hold your uh, balance. I don't know what I was thinking. So your hand slips into I, the bag. You know what? If I could go back and do it, I probably would have done what you did and just thrown the bag of poop. So, you, you know, because I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Whatever happened. You're lucky it is a small dog. It could have been a bigger, you know, package in the bag for you. This is true. This is true. The, the point of the story is it slipped out there because yet you were in the 30s. Right, a little bit of snow melted, and then it froze, and you've got a lot of patches of ice that might be difficult to see, and um, just be careful out there. Right, so there's your PSA from Joe. <laughs> I'm glad you washed your hands before you came in today. I hope you did. I, I wash. I uh, every time I go and take the dog out for a walk, even if there's no contact with the poop, which is. All the time, except for yesterday. I don't know about that. The way you're describing this, I always, this. Wa- I like, always wash the hands. I always wash my hands. All right, good to know. <laughs> all right, so Joe's not having the best day. I'm doing well, all right. That, that happened yesterday. That's in the past. Today's why you're complaining I'm a li- about the ankle. I'm here. in a little pain with the ankle, but beside that, I'm feeling good. <laughs> all right, uh, I I love. I had to bring up Joe. You know, sometimes I watch TV in here, but I don't hear TV and sometimes it's more interesting to watch and just see what's going on okay instead of actually listening to the whole story this was on good morning america this morning they were talking about a new podcast which oh yeah <laughs> must be a lot going on today it's one of the top there's it's only like a 2 hour program we had 3 minutes on a new podcast 
about Siegfried and Roy. Right. Who we discovered today, uh, sadly, are both deceased. Um, the new podcast revisiting the infamous attack in 2003 with Siegfried and Roy. And, you know, at first, right, I'm, uh, hmm, I'm looking at this and thinking, wow, that's a little strange. I never, I'm trying to think back to when this happened. It was a long time ago. Now it's almost 20 years ago, this tiger attack on Siegfried and Roy. John, I don't ever remember anybody in 2003 hearing about this tiger um, attacking one of the performers on stage and thinking, like, wow, that's so surprising. What happened? Right? I mean, it would never – it's a horrible accident, a right. horrible incident. You never want to hear about it. But was there – I don't think anybody was ever surprised. No, I thought right? the story told itself. Yeah. Um, you have large tigers, yes. wild animals. That's the show. That can maul you. And it happened after right. hundreds and hundreds of shows over years. The accident everybody was fearing finally happened. Right. And that was kind of the story. But no, no. Fearing. No one was cheering on the accident. They were fearing the, the accident. The whole show, the, there's applause. But before the applause, what happens in Siegfried and Roy? It's, oh. Right. right? Yes. I mean, it's the gasps I of don't the crowd because it's so dangerous. That night, there was no applause. No. Uh, but so, all right, new podcast. Right, well, there must be something interesting. You know, what are they looking at? Uh, maybe the podcast is about why you don't try this with wild animals. Uh, you know, Tiger King was very successful. Um, we saw attacks there. I mean, there's somebody who was missing an arm in that show. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's the moral of the story at the end of this. But no, I, I saw this. A Wild Things, Siegfried and Roy is the title of the show. And, and this is the quote from the podcast. <laughs> they played a clip of it. And again, I can't hear this. I can only read so maybe in telling this story, it was a little bit different, but no. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, the person on the podcast talking. We discussed the possibility of it being trace evidence. We were just looking for anything that could have prompted this tiger to do what he did. Now I'm going to stop you right there. I, I know you have probably a few hours to fill out in this podcast, but if you're looking for anything to prompt the tiger to do what he did, how about it's a wild animal and you're bringing him on stage in Vegas? Right. I, you know, d can things be simple anymore? Well, in the fact, the fact that this was always a possibility, Brian, isn't that what made the show the show? Yeah. Knowing that this could happen and seeing tigers in a different, uh, acting a different way than you expect them to act, that makes the show, like Brian said. You fear that's what was always going to happen, and it happened. I'm actually more surprised that people are still talking about this because, really, I think you can sum up what happened um, as we have in a quick five-minute statement. That wasn't even the best quote, Joe. Oh, uh, The best wow. quote was this from the podcast. There was a discussion about, you know, could animal rights activists have been involved in some kind of crime? Somebody in the crowd, somebody in the staff... I mean, as if like what? There's some. They had a meeting with the tiger beforehand. The show. Uh, somebody from PETA, um, you know, gave the tiger a call on his cell phone and said, you know, hey, maybe Tonight's you want to come on our side right. tonight. When I give you the signal in the crowd, uh, go about that and, and do something there. I I think it's pretty self-explanatory what happened. So they're going to go back to uh, where was this play? Uh, this play. 
wherever this play was in Vegas, um, or the play. show. Play. Yeah, sorry. Play. <laughs> it's, you know, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> yeah. Siegfried and Roy. Which play do you want to see tonight, honey? <laughs> Whatever show it was. So they're going to go back to the records and see everyone that was in the crowd to see if there was someone that had yeah. something to tempt this tiger, which I think the temptation was already there, to tempt this tiger into attacking uh, Roy Horn, uh, who was then uh, rushed to the hospital. I just, you know, I know true crime is a big, everyone loves it, and Tiger King was yeah. big, and you're trying to meld the two, create a successful podcast. You did get a spot on Good Morning America, so there's one thing. I just, you know, I feel like we know our answers. I didn't think of that. That is a perfect reasoning of why to do this. Everything is true crime. Yeah. And people are talking about tigers. Yeah. that's. I mean, that, <laughs> two years ago, this, right. these people were saying, all right, how do we meld the two? Let's get our brains going together. All right, Siegfried and Roy. But that was pretty self-explanatory. Well, make something yeah. up. We'll make it not self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> Just re- ask some questions. The end of the show, well, what happened? Eh, you, know, you were right. Like, he was a tiger. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. But no, uh, you know, focusing on what's going on around you, um, I would like to keep the the calm, cool. I liked yesterday. Calm, cool, and collected. Didn't work for you on the ice patch. No, no. Um, <laughs> but I thought I thought it made for a nice show of you know kind of bringing a little bit of reason in here. And I would like to do the same with what's going on in Buffalo. Okay. Right with the snow removal, and we were talking about this with a couple of guests this morning. Uh, Lou Petrucci, you heard not too long ago, he's uh, president of the Buffalo School Board, and Joe Golombek is a common council member in the North District. Uh, You know, we could say what went wrong, and we can, Joe, even if you look, I mean, the melt-off helped a little bit yesterday. Yeah. But if you look in the city of Buffalo, even though there were some passes made, there are still streets that are not passable that I wouldn't drive down. It's Thursday. Right. I mean, the snow happened on Monday. It's unbelievable. Earlier on Monday, by the way. Yeah, that's right. The bulk of the snow had happened by this time uh, on Monday. Yeah. What are the common sense solutions? You know, what are what is a reasonable thing to say, how can we do this better? I think it's easy to point the finger, right? Uh, point blame at a lot of people. You know, you can yell at the mayor. You can yell at the Department of Public Works. You can yell at your neighbor whose car is parked there and blocking the plow right. from going through. I think we can all agree there's a whole bunch of issues that contributed to the mess that you're still in in the city of Buffalo. But what are comments? How can you actually make sure that this doesn't happen in the future? Or is there simply no way of avoiding it? 803-0930. We'll take your calls on this. You can send us a text on our Volkswagen Orchard Park text board. But I, I remember, and this brought me back, when we were speaking with uh, Joe Golombek earlier this morning, I was thinking about the November storm because I remember going through, and one of the big things they said about digging out from the November storm, because, you know, you had this issue times – what, four, right, with the amount of snow that you got in the November storm all at once. It wasn't two feet. It was seven or maybe even more with some of those drifts. I, there was such a big deal made about equipment and getting smaller equipment and high lifts to not necessarily push the snow, but to lift it out of there. And dump, they dumped a lot of it by the central terminal. I have a picture on my phone. I mean, the snow pile was humongous 
of how they, you know, took dump trucks and did all this stuff and piled the snow up high over there. And that was a big effort. It obviously took a while to dig out. But I'm kind of sitting there. We're talking with Joe Golombek. He mentioned smaller equipment. I'm wondering, well, where did it all go? Right. I thought I thought we had it. Is that the answer? Is it that simple? Is it something else? 803-0930. Joe, can you think of an easy solution of a better way to do what we've been doing? Or is there not a better way? Are, are we destined to fail? I think it's it's uh, situational, Brian, right? I mean, you look in the city, and as you mentioned, you could point your finger at staffing. You can point your finger at uh, people in politics. That's always where people's attention first goes. You can look at your neighbor and say, you knew the snow was coming. Why did you leave your car there, right? Um, and I think what you have to do is what you said, a common sense approach. First, let's look. Did staffing have anything to do with this? If not, okay, we're good there. And then we have to look at the equipment because this isn't the first time I've heard of the equipment. As I told you, people on Monday were calling in saying there is an equipment issue. You, you can say you have the equipment in Buffalo, but there's a lot of that equipment that needs repair that doesn't work, and that could have contributed to the issue we're having. It is Unfortunately, I don't think it's a simple one-fixed approach because we are hearing, uh, as Darius Pridgen said in, in Puckett's piece, we're hearing a bunch of different reasons to why some streets are still in the situation they're in. The varied equipment would be a lot of it, right? Uh, because the idea of taking a big plow down some of these side streets with cars parked on the side is not feasible right. a lot of time, especially if somebody isn't parked the right way. And even if that's the case... Then you end up creating another problem of people are just kind of plowed in. They can't get out of their cars because you can only push the snow, you know, so many different right. places before uh, it becomes an issue in getting out there. So do you need more equipment? Is it normally I say when this idea comes up of, oh, you know, basically throw more money at the problem. I, I, I always kind of laugh at it. You know, when has that ever solved anything? But I mean, could that actually be a solution here do we need to buy better smaller more nimble equipment i mean could it be that simple i i almost think in this case you have your best option or you have your best argument for saying yeah throw money at the problem than you do for for anything Right. I mean, usually that's not a very good argument, but here it might be. If you can get equipment that would have helped you on Tuesday chip away at the problem at some of these streets, Brian, as you said, that had cars on both sides that the other plows couldn't get to, if you had equipment to chip away at the problem and start, I don't think on Thursday we'd still be hearing about these issues. I don't think on Wednesday kids would not have been in school. Um, so I'm like you. you know, Throwing money should be the last thing. Um, but if there's equipment that can be had that Buffalo, New York doesn't have, I think that needs to change. And I think you can make a pretty good argument that most people will agree, will agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, somebody chimed in, and this is why I was thinking about that at the start of the show, <laughs> uh, on our Volkswagen Vortrip Park text board, 803-0930, if you want to give us a call or send us a text this morning. Uh, somebody said, why doesn't the city use some of the money planned for a new stadium to buy more suitable snowplows? I'll tell you why, because there is no money plan for a new stadium right. yeah. the city wouldn't be paying any of it there's not even money right now for the state right that is uh designated for a new stadium so that money isn't there but there is money <laughs> there's money there's money there's money yep. out there uh, you hear about government spending all the time 
is this a situation where, hey, you might raise your hand and say, this is something I want the government to spend money on uh, right here, better snowplow equipment. And you do get these comparables because you, you can say that the city of Buffalo is unique, but it's not totally unique. It's unique in that it is way bigger than a lot of other municipalities, but other places are dealing with similar-sized streets, yep. um, similar maps. Somebody on our text board points out uh, Ken, uh, Kenmore in Tonawanda. They got just as much, if not more, snow a little north of Buffalo. Uh, north Town's got hammered with it. And, and they were able to clear everything out right. and open up the schools you know, right after and kind of get back to business and have passable streets. Now, there's fewer streets, so you don't have to cover as much. However... I, I don't know. You know, you, you look at uh, that situation, you think if they can do it, why can't we with yeah. uh, a bigger budget and more equipment? And this is no offense to the uh, the great people of Kenmore, um, but if Kenmore has the equipment, if Kenmore has the manpower to make it happen, there is no excuse for Buffalo not to. But Brian, is, if it's if it's as simple as this, and this might be a ridiculous proposal, but I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. If it's as simple as this, Kenmore has it, Buffalo doesn't, right? Or another municipality has it, Buffalo doesn't. Wouldn't at this point Buffalo reach out to one of those municipalities and say, hey, we need this. Can we borrow this from you? Have some kind of agreement in place when something like this happens. If you don't have the equipment, shouldn't those kind of agreements be in place? Yeah. Or, and, you know, again, tougher this time around because everyone got hit by it. Right. You know, it's not Lake Effect that we're talking about. It was a general snowfall. But, you know, what are the uh, the solutions? But, Kenmore, you're cleaned up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You have that equipment or you have that manpower. Whatever the problem was, you have it. Couldn't Buffalo have reached out and say, hey, we don't want our schools closed another day. Could you, you know, we'll pay you, we'll do whatever, we'll have some kind of agreement. Can you come in and help us with this problem so we don't have to keep closing schools? So downtown Buffalo, we don't have to have patches of sidewalk where people are trying to walk to work that aren't shoveled yet. And you I don't mean, have to find more drivers. Right. right. You'd have somebody else's. There. I mean, we, we discovered a plethora of problems this week when it comes to snow removal in the city of Buffalo. Oh, that's a good idea. We want to hear yours. 803-0930, BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. 
Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, sorry. We were just watching today's viral video. Yes. Which we'll get to in a, in a moment. It has gone viral pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, but first we'll go to Kevin. Uh, Kevin, we're asking for plowing solutions or snow removal solutions, or how can this be done better? Kevin, uh, you're on WBEN. What's your idea? Uh, good morning. Uh, they should take a uh, tip from the people. I lived in northern Virginia for a number of years. And what they do there is before the snow season, is they put a notice out to everybody that have plows and trucks and stuff or that if they want to plow certain streets within the, you know, within Northern Virginia, they would show up, they'd inspect their vehicle and uh, make sure it's acceptable. And then they pay them so much, so much per street. And at a snow, at a snow removal time, they go to the salt dome, they fill up the truck with salt, they give them a GPS so they could track them and the streets got plowed and salted. So, so more of a community effort is what you're looking for. Exactly. I mean, you've got a lot of people that have, you know, have businesses that have snow plows and things that are adequate enough to be small enough, number one, to fit through the streets of Buffalo, but also the fact that they'll be there, you know, you have a good number of people that'll be out there for you. Hey, Kevin, I like the idea. Thanks for calling. And you can too, 803-0930. I mean, is, do you have an idea to make this better? Joe, I think what anybody would say to Kevin's solution is, you know, some uh, mumbo jumbo about liability, right? right? And, you know, legalese. But there's got to be some easy way behind that where you can let people who would be totally willing, right, to do something like that, just go and do it without making them liable or, you know, with kind of a limit to sign a waiver or something like that to get rid of liability. Yeah. I mean, I've heard from an attorney a waiver doesn't waive everything. Uh, but yeah. it, it, it's it's something. And you know what? You know what the good thing is, Brian? People are actually brainstorming things. There, there, there's there's thoughts. Our, our Volkswagen Virtual Park text board is full with thoughts. It, it's nice to, you know, there are these ideas out here. Um, I, I hope they get to the people that need to make them before we have another big uh, snowstorm. I like some of the ideas on the text board uh, because a lot of them are common sense. 803-0930 is the same place to, uh, you know, send in your idea there. Uh, someone saying, more plows, not the answer, because there's no place to push the snow in many spots. And, and that's, that's a, a good point. That's perfect. So truck-mounted snow blowers that immediately load trucks. I mean, there you go. I mean, it could be that simple. Think of, I have in my head pictured like a big wood chipper or something like that, except it's throwing snow in the back of a dump truck. But then, you'll, you'll, I mean, that truck's only good until the back of it fills up. You, you know can what get I mean? a few streets done I'm and sure, then dump yes, it off, yes. you know, somewhere near. But, I mean, there, that could be an answer for, all right, we— And that technology is there, by the way. Yeah. So I'm surprised that Buffalo doesn't have trucks like that. I mean, these, these streets have been there. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've been a problem before. I'm surprised that kind of equipment is not in the city of Buffalo. A lot of people pointing to on-street parking being 
a big issue here. And it is, and there's no way to kind of get around that in areas where you need to park cars right. on the street. But there are rules to kind of alleviate those concerns on s- smaller streets. You park on one side, and that's supposed to help everybody help the plow or whatever yep. piece of equipment get through, right? That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you've lived in the city, uh, you know that, you know, on, uh, what is it, Thursday at 8 o'clock, you've got to get in the car and move to the other side and hope you beat the other, you know, do it at 7, so you hope you beat your neighbor and not, you know, park a half mile down the street. Uh, uh, there was a, a, a text here, Brian, that someone said Kenmore doesn't have that issue. There are streets in Kenmore oh, yeah. that have, you know, that have houses that don't have parking, uh, don't have driveways, and people park, and they have the one side this many days, this one side the other days. Uh, so that is an issue in Kenmore as well. They've found a way around it, um, and uh, hopefully the city of Buffalo reaches out to these municipalities and say, how do you do this? You know, what do you do? Uh, what can we do better? Uh, which you know is the conversation they're having. I'm not saying they're not having this conversation. Obviously, they were embarrassed this week by what happened, and uh, they're going to take some measures. Um, but I, I think part of it is new equipment. I, I, I um, and usually that's like you said, Brian, the last thing to look to to look at. But I do disagree with the texter who said that's not the answer. I think that is part of the answer is new equipment. And, you know, as someone said on Monday to me, there are trucks that can't be repaired. Well, then get rid of them. You know what I mean? Don't don't use half. You know what? Trucks that, you know, part of them. Get rid of them. Get stuff that works and get stuff that is going to alleviate the issue. Don't just blindly buy new equipment. Of course not. Buy stuff that's going to alleviate the problem that caused what happened this week. Um, you know, you have people texting in about, all right, hey, this, it's Buffalo, it snows, not the first time. I think why this conversation is continuing so far into the week is because it is unique. Yeah. It, this I mean, it was a big snowstorm. But it was far from the biggest or uh, you know worst snow that we've seen in the last while. I mean, I, I said in the north towns and you know areas in Niagara County, it was maybe the biggest snow all at once in over a decade for sure. But it was taken care of there. I mean, it, you still took care of it. It was not Snowvember. Right. It was not a surprise. It wasn't, there was not anything so out of the ordinary about the snow, yet you had two days, and that's two days, it would have been three days, of no school. I mean, you had the whole city shut down and still in some cases not able to fully operate because of the snow situation. And that's what sticks out about this. It's not that. We're saying the the snow is unmanageable. It's that it should have been manageable, and it wasn't. And we got two feet of snow, and it paralyzed the city of Buffalo for a couple of days. And that shouldn't be the case. No, not in Buffalo, New York. You know, if like I said yesterday, Brian, if we were talking about someplace Richmond, Virginia, again, I love the city of Richmond, but if we were talking about Richmond, Virginia understandable. We're talking about Buffalo, New York. People expect us to, you know, it snows Monday morning. They expect us to be back to our lives Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, still questioning, will school be open on Thursday <laughs> after a storm that, as you said, a majority of it was done by the time we were on the air Monday morning. You know, uh, a few text messages are coming in talking about how, you know, you can't just wait around for the city to do it. You know, you have to kind of be proactive in this and take care of some of that snow yourself. And I agree with the sentiment. What I think happens in some cases, 
and maybe this is just me as somebody who's a little bit younger, because this is what I always hear, is you get kind of scolded if you bring your snowblower into the street. Yeah. You start shoveling in the street. Or, you know, you're taking care of something where you it's past your property. I, I think now, and maybe it's become more common in the last decade, but I'm used to, if that happens, there's somebody, like, yelling at you for doing it. And, and I think maybe that's part of the problem. If that wasn't the culture around it, I think plenty of people would be happy to take their shovels, their snowblowers into the street and free up everything. Right. But they're specifically told not to. So, I, you know, where do you go with this? And, you know, I think we've seen over the past couple of days those rules kind of flying out the window, right? Because people are just, all right, you know, I'm sick of waiting around here. I don't care if I'm supposed to or not. Yeah, I'm getting out of my house. Yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, by the way, someone put on this. I, I just looked these up online, Brian. Snow melters. Have you seen these? Uh, someone said that Toronto lent it's Buffalo. from Frosty 2, the can. <laughs> Is that what it is? I, I was watching that cartoon a month ago with my son. Toronto has snow melters that Buffalo borrow, borrowed during blizzards in the past. I'm looking at these the things. The blowtorch? No, it's it's a thing that it's it's like you mentioned that you um it, it's like a it you drive down the street it dumps it in the back but then it melts it so okay. you you never fill up the back it melts the snow oh, as you're okay. going. I'm looking at these machines. Toronto has these. How the hell does Buffalo, New York, not have these snow melter machines? These. This looks like something that the day it was invented, it would pull up in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> like, I'm surprised we don't have these machines. Yeah. I hey, Sorry, would... I didn't mean to interrupt. I, no, I... no, you're not. I mean, that would be a, it's another great idea. Snow melters. Yeah. Whether it's that or the Frosty 2 uh, cans. <laughs> Whatever works best. Uh, Mark is in <laughs> Buffalo. Mark, you're on WBEN. What's on your mind? Gentlemen, good morning. Um, I believe that... Uh... All those plows in the city of Buffalo have GPS on them. So what I would do, I would, I would uh, raise a little bit of accountability to the department because I don't believe they had the manpower out in the streets. And I'd like to see the GPS report uh, from the beginning of the snowstorm till the end of the snowstorm because that'll identify – I'm in logistics. That'll identify where every plow – was and at what time so you'll know let's say there were 100 plows on the street allegedly um you'll know what streets were taken care of and what weren't and uh they'll have to explain that but uh i find it hard to believe that there's a multitude of streets of people complaining that weren't taken care of until late yesterday and uh it's you know they have too many excuses. Yeah, hey, I uh, I like the idea, Mark, of, listen, we have so many people saying, I never saw a single plow. Why was that the case? And you have that data. I, I hope that's the next council meeting in Buffalo is the first thing that's, you know, being talked about, right? Pull it out there and let's see. And, you know, if a plow is out and didn't cover the ground that, you know, why did this happen? You know, why were the plows here and not there? Why was this street ignored? 
Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get away with, we'll do it better next time. I think people are going to want answers. They're going to want some kind of report out of this. And, I, I, you know, usually I kind of just laugh at that kind of stuff. But I, I think the residents in the city of Buffalo deserve to know what went wrong and how you are addressing it the next time we get snow, which, you know, last time I checked, Brian, we do get snow still in Buffalo. Maybe not as often, but we do get snow in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, let's head over to uh, John in Grand Island. John, you got a good amount of snow, too. What's going on? Yeah, we we got a lot of snow on uh, Grand Island, and um, you know we had a little problems here and there on the side streets on Grand Island. Uh, everything was taken care of. I was out for at least three or four hours in my own driveway <laughs> and sidewalks. But uh, besides all that, one thing I want to mention is the people in Buffalo, and I, I'm from South Buffalo. I'm from Buffalo, and I see what goes on constantly. I was down. I was down in Buffalo last night. And I I noticed like you know I was on the west side of Buffalo last night, and a lot of a lot of the streets people were parked on one side. There's other parts in Buffalo that people don't realize or don't they're ignorant to taking their car from one side to the other on different times of the, of, of the week. You see that on the sides of the street, the signs that say park here and then this time of the week from Monday to Wednesday, then Thursday to Sunday or whatever. And, and then you have everyone parking wherever they want to park. And in some sections of Buffalo, the police will not go down there and ticket because people get annoyed. And, and so they won't go down there. So everyone parks wherever they want. And then when it comes down to this time of the year with the snow, the plows can't go down because there's two sides of the street that are full of cars. So we have we have to be polite to each other in in our society, and so, but especially during the snowstorms, you know. Yeah, John, I appreciate the call and the idea, and I think this goes to you know, Joe. You always make fun. I used to make fun of the city of Tonawanda uh, when I lived in the city of Tonawanda because they're winter parking on street ban was like the most ludicrous one it, it, you know it went from the beginning of october to the end of you know may or something. i mean it's just so long and so crazy that you know it's it's kind of ludicrous and i always thought there was a happy medium there and i think the same goes for the city where you're not going to have just a ban but you have this alternate parking where all right you know enforcement during the summer is just punitive and pointless. Right. But if we all just collectively used our common sense, I, you know, and on those signs it said winter weather enforcement. I mean, I think people could, you know, take that little bit of responsibility to know, oh, it's going to snow, or just regardless in the winter months if there's a threat of snow, from November to you know February, the end of February, whenever it is, to switch that up, and you take it upon parking enforcement to say, all right, you know we're going to, for the most part, let this slide, except for when it's about to. We know there's a snowstorm for the day or two leading up to that. We're going to go out there and say, all right, these are ticketing hours because. Yeah. People need to have their car on the right. And I think if we had that policy, 
uh, you'd find less of these issues, right, right, on the road. Every If people knew, I am definitely going to get a ticket if there's winter weather and I'm parked where I shouldn't be, you're not going to have people parking there anymore. You should do anything you can to make sure those obstacles are gone, right? And that's the that's the reason we have it. I know a lot of people uh, think the reason we have those th- those uh, rules are so the cops can go by and uh, get their uh, get their monthly quota on tickets. Um, but you know, in the winter, it's necessary, and we are seeing how those obstacles uh, can become a problem. By the way, Brian, since that guy that uh, texter has texted in. I've been watching videos of these snow melters, and I am amazed <laughs> that the city of Buffalo does not have one of these. Unless I'm wrong, I've never seen one of these in Buffalo. I, I'm very surprised that uh, bu- the city of Buffalo does not have a snow melter. Yeah. I, you know, so many ideas about people going and taking care of this themselves, privatizing this. And, I, you know, listen, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it's, you know, we're, we're in this, and you've heard it for decades now. We're in a, you know, sue happy society. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the liability is the name of the game. And I just think those fears on both sides of this would prevent that from happening, unfortunately. You know, uh, someone on the text board said, uh, was the county responsible for some of these streets? And, and, you know, I will be the first one to blame the county on something. You know that. Uh, but to the county's defense, they actually helped the city of Buffalo during the storm on Monday, and they lent some of the manpower and trucks to the city of Buffalo's efforts. So as much as I like to, I, I would like to be able to blame the county, I actually have to give them credit on this one. Uh, they went above and beyond and helped the city of Buffalo in the midst of the storm. So just wanted to correct the uh, texter on that. All right. Uh, let's go over to uh, Aaron. Aaron is in Toronto. He's uh I guess, experience with these snow melters that Jerry's now watching uh, all these videos on. Aaron, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know what? I was actually calling in to talk about that in a sense, but um, I was going to talk more about like geothermal or heat trace. A lot of, you know, private enterprises have put them in their, in their parking lots. Our city has put it in some of our off ramps in the downtown core. And it's basically a, a cable or you can run water, hot water underground and it makes the surface so there's a little sensor when the snow hits the sensor it triggers the thing to go hot and everything melts it doesn't accumulate it just melts as soon as it hits the ground so i think it's about time now these things do consume a lot of energy i understand that that might be one of the issues but with technology it's at least bring bring the conversation to the table you know I think, but I think you uh, you said it right there, Aaron. The uh, the reason is the energy it would use. I'm sure they'd use as a as an excuse not to do it. Um, but I don't see why we, if that technology is available, why at least downtown when people are trying to get back to work, um, we can't have that on some of our sidewalks and some of our uh, parking lots. That seems like a hard one to do, right? But it's doable. Is it though? Like the way he's describing that. I mean, would that that would like be digging up like. All these streets are doing something. I don't know. Well, hey, you know, with all that new infrastructure we're getting in Buffalo, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe that's included. We do every streets. single uh, street <laughs> and uh, do something like that. I, uh, I you know, the snow, I, I do like the snow melter idea. That, you know, the snow blower into the back of the truck it melts away. Uh, you know, maybe that's the the perfect way to handle it. I've learned two things in one hour: uh, that these snow melters exist. Number one. Number two, that there's so many videos of these snow melters existing. I mean, the Internet, it's a crazy thing. <laughs> I, I really do think another thing would just be if you were the city or something to come out and say, hey, if we get a foot or more of snow and you want to take your snowblower out in the street, don't worry about liability or anything like that. You know, just uh, please do it and help out. And I think that clear message would 
get to a lot of people who would say, you know, oh, I wasn't sure if I was able to do this. I was always told not to. You know, uh, maybe I can go out and help out a neighbor, and I don't know, that alleviates a little bit of the problem. And I'll say, you know, the one there's a lot of good things at Buffalo, but one of those good things at Buffalo is we do have uh, people that want to help, and I, I learned that uh, on Monday when my car got stuck twice. Um, but, yeah, there are people that want to help, and if they had that, you know, that, hey, go out there and do it if you can, if it's something you can do safely, uh, I, I do think you'd have a lot of people that would be uh, helping out, pitching in. Yeah. Um, Jim is in Tonawanda. Jim, what's your idea? Well, I'd like to point out, I think we got to be more creative in, in the use of our resources, uh, especially in the city of Buffalo. Uh, what I would have done the other day, uh, I would have immediately suspended uh, garbage pickup. Uh, I think if we cross-train employees to, uh, to be able to transition to snow removal efforts, uh, you know, we've got a lot of other departments that have a lot of other heavy equipment, sewer authority, parks department, streets and sanitation uh they've got payloaders and high lifts and uh all kind of equipment that uh, maybe it's simple as buying just a slightly different attachment for it but i would have um i would have mobilized these uh these guys and got that equipment out there on the streets um and 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 and, and utilize these people for something more effective than than garbage pickup i saw garbage men out trying to do their job it was impossible uh, the other thing is they used to, years ago, they used to use something called a mini tow. And uh, if your car was uh, impeding the progress on your street, uh, was in the way, it was stuck, it was illegally parked or something, they would tow that car to a location that wasn't too far away um, and get it out of the way so that the plows could get down the street. I, I spent a lot of time in the city the last couple of days. I can tell you that... Uh, a lot of what had to do there were because people abandoned their cars. They tried getting out of their driveway; it didn't happen, um, and and they didn't and they just bailed. You got two feet of snow under your car. You rose up on the snow. Uh, you can't dig it out, and they just bailed. There's cars that were halfway in the uh, halfway into the street, all the way into the street. Uh, I saw, um, you know, a, a beer a, a driving ban would have been very effective. I saw a beer truck that was stuck at the corner of uh, Ontario and Skillen Street that closed down the intersection. Mm. Um, I saw Amazon trucks that were stuck. I saw. Hey, Jim, Jim, sorry to interrupt, but we do have to go. We're short on time. If Jeff the, Bezos can't be happy about well, that. I was going to say, if the beer truck's still there, let me know. Oh. Uh, and we'll go rescue it. We'll lighten the load uh, so it can get out a little bit better. But yeah, you're uh, you know messing up the entire street there. If you travel out, can't make it, don't realize you can. Yep. Uh-oh, for everyone who lives uh, next to you. That's right. Uh-oh, for that uh, that neighborhood. Brian, are we going to have to wait uh, for tomorrow for our uh, video tease? What's that? The viral video? Oh, yeah. We didn't get you know so many good ideas. We didn't get time. I won't be in here tomorrow. That's, we'll though. do it Monday. You'll. Uh... Everyone will have seen it by Monday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Brian, this, have a, have a great video, weekend. By the way. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Sunday for the big game. Yep, I'm. Uh, I can't wait. You excited? I'm I can tell very you. excited. Get me, get me to an hour before the game Sunday. That's that's where I want to be right now. I I am ready. I can't wait. We got the jerseys. We've got a uh, a little bit of action going on in Kansas City right now. Uh, cannot wait for the game on Sunday. Can't wait to talk uh, with all of you tomorrow, and then Beamaz and Beamer back on Monday. Obviously, talking about that game Sunday. We'll see you then here on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. Will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.